Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Guys, what do these three things have in common? I'll tell you what. They're all on your phone and your computer. They're on my computer right now and on my phone. What they are, what are they? I'll tell you what they are. What they are. They're social medias. What do you do on social medias? Carl, go. I'll tell you what you do. You get on there, you like, you comment, you share, you subscribe, you DM, you IM, you LM. Whatever it is, you do it. The thing about it is, is it good? Drew, is it good? What do you think? Great question. Yes. And no. Guys, question. How many hours of the day are you on social media? I heard that there's an app you can download on your phone. I've been really wanting to download it. I may download it now as we're talking about it. Uh, there's an app on your phone that you can get that shows you how many times a day you pick your phone up. I've heard of that, yeah. I think that, that would really show um, me how often I'm on my phone. I think it would be like a bad wake-up It would be scary, yeah. So the average a day, if uh, I'm almost positive, I'm not going to check because I'm pretty sure I know. Because you're brilliant. I'm a pretty smart guy. I think it's uh, in between 9 and 10 hours a day if you put everything together collectively every time that you touch your phone. Um, nine or ten hours. Nine or ten hours a day, so almost half of the day you're on your phone, and about eighty-five percent of that you're on social media. Time out. Ten hour, eight to nine to ten hours a day. How many hours are you awake? The average person would say, like loosely. I would say loosely, you're awake eight till ten at night. How many? Yeah, most people sleep around seven, eight hours, so you're awake. You know, seventeen hours of the day. 10 hours of those are spent on your cell phone. Oh my gosh. And that and a lot of a lot of people work in places where they can't be on their phone. So if you just subtract the work hours alone, that just automatically adds up all the rest of the hours for you to be on your phone. That's crazy. Guys, why is it so easy to constantly be on your phone? Drew, do you know this answer? I think I, I don't I don't know the answer. I think that I think a lot of people go to social media as a facet to escape. Yeah, I think it's used as um, like a. There's a movie coming out, um, Ready Player One. I think is what it's called. I haven't heard about it. It's about a kid that um, he goes into this video game world because the rest of the world is kind of like in apocalyptic times and stuff like that. Uh, there's people that are living in skyscrapers of like trailers, like because it's like there's no more room on the earth. Mm. And so he goes into this this game, and it's like his literally is his escape from reality. Oh well. And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like that's that's the only one thing. I feel like this it's like an onion. I feel like there's multiple layers to why people spend so much time on social yeah. media. But one that comes directly to mind is people that um, stay away from their troubles, things that are going on. It's a way for them to disconnect from like what actually is going on and like <clears throat> kind of peer into someone else's life. And maybe like want what they're going through. Sure. Did you know that there is actually a chemical like hook to it? To social media? Yeah. Really? It no. treat your brain treats it as like a low dose drug. Really? Yeah. So basically, what it is, uh, Harvard just put out a study. What it says is that now, now the new that new way that we take in information, which is from a six inch screen, um, every time that we get a text, an email, an Instagram like, a uh, Facebook message. A uh, pin on Pinterest, a thing on LinkedIn, and eat, like everything that we get, our brain eats that information up and gives us a little bit of an endorphin rush. So if you think about people that have that are texting and emailing, which is a very large amount, and then people that have 
four to five social media apps, which is a very normal thing. You literally, what your brain does is it ingests all that information, and then as soon as you put it in your pocket, and the average time that people usually pull their phone back out of their pockets around two minutes. Oh my god! It's almost a thing. It's it's then then your brain literally will start to ingest that again and be like, oh, new information, cool, and it's just releasing endorphins to your brain. Um, The other day, I was doing some editing work, and I had read a post earlier online that talked about basically what I just told you about all the all the hours and stuff. Um, people use their phones or on social media, and I'm like, I I said I'm not going to try to do that this morning. I'm going to see what I can do. Um, I literally. Every second I had a chance to, um, like something had to buffer or something had to wait, I immediately reached for my phone. Yeah. Every single time. Literally, I would be editing a clip and I knew that it was a little bit longer and it was going to have to take about, you know, 20 seconds to stabilize. As soon as I hit stabilize and I saw that little loading bar over my clip, I'd reach for my phone every time. Oh my gosh. Every single time. Dude, that's the same. I'm, I'm the same way because I'll play video games. And um, I'm playing PUBG with some friends and stuff like that. And like while I'm playing that, there's a loading screen into the game. And literally, as, as we're loading into the game, I'm on my phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm already looking at yeah. entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm already being entertained. And my mind is on a video game. And it's still not enough. It's like, That's I need insane. to have that and I need to have this. Because it's just so easy to like to switch back and forth. And our brain can, can handle that. But is it good? Like, is that good? I personally don't believe it is let me ask you a quick question do you think that all of the time and the amount that we spend on phones and apps and stuff like that social media do you think that that's good for the socializing of of like of us physically Mm, like person to person i don't think so i think that people are losing that art i think people because you hear about all the time in song even in songs it's like i talked to a girl on insta uh, look, slid into my DMs, but then you don't talk to that person in real life. Like, yeah. that, uh, there's several like, like humorous songs about like I talked to her on Facebook and then I saw her in, in the hallway and I was nervous. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it's like there's this confidence that's built up in not being face to face with somebody. It almost is all opens the door for you to say anything you want. It's crazy too because there's no that you feel like there's no consequences. That's huge. Only part of the conversation you're getting is what you're putting out. Yeah, you don't see how the other person takes it. Yeah. So if I tell you something in text, I don't worry. I don't have to worry about if it's if it's degrading or if it's bad or mean. I don't have to worry about seeing your face as you read it. Yeah. But when I'm sitting here in front of you and I tell you something that's mean, like I see your reaction to it. I see your eyes like squint, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" And kind of get offended with your with your body language, and that like. I wouldn't do that, like because that I, I wouldn't be mean to you anyways. Because you're a sweet boy. <laughs> I'm a very sweet baby boy. <laughs> but it, it it takes away all the boundaries of responsibility when you can do it over social media. Man, that's just crazy. I've literally seen people talk in like statuses. Yeah, you people see people now that they just they talk the way that they would post on Instagram, mm. just like phrasing. Oh it's just, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I totally agree. I think it's something that. Like you said, it's it's almost becoming an art to talk to people in person. If you are someone that can like have public speaking or be able to, you know, talk without having the phone camera in your face, yeah. or it, it's like a, it's an art. It's a it's a master's, of, yeah. and and to some, um, it's a master's to some extent. It's just crazy to me. But man, I just I want to live in a world where. We have balance because I know that technology is a good thing. Right. I know that as you and I get older, when we start have you know our family start having kids, things like that, it's not going away. It's only getting more. But how do we learn to balance that 
and keep our relationship with God first, keep our relationships with our wives, you know, first, um, keep our relationships with our friends and, and, and keep our work lives healthy and keep, and, and how do we, how do we balance that, but still be in this world that is 10 hours on the phone a day? Yeah. I, I, I think it, it really comes back to what we said is like, it, it, you use the same, um, you use the same idea, but in reverse. So the idea we were talking about earlier is that there's no boundaries of what you could say online yeah. and send it out. And there's, there's usually no consequence to it. You may be hurting other people, but there's no instant consequence to what you've said or done. Yeah. And I think the way that we that we rein that back in is putting boundaries on it. Sure. Like adding boundaries back to it, whether that being like not spending so much time on social media or whether that being just not having your phone. Like we just got back from a cruise and the phones don't work on cruise ships. Yeah. Like they're, they're 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 nothing. And um unless you get off on an island there's like Wi-Fi to Starbucks or something, which is really rare though. And it was actually really nice to not have our phone for a week. And you feel like that that sounds crazy. Like I'm not going to be in America where I can have a phone and not have my phone. Because like what if something happens? What if this happens? What if something goes wrong? There's so many ways people can get in touch with you. Yeah. Like it's your phone is not your only lifeline to the world. Like yeah. people can get in touch with you if they need to get in touch with you. And I think the idea of knowing that like, even like even even when my wife's gone, it's it's peaceful for me to have like a TV on or yeah. like to have like my phone nearby or something like that. And the our phone should not bring us that much peace. Like no. we've we've put we've put our cell phones and our social media accounts to a status they do not deserve to be at. That's and crazy. I, I think that I think personally, I think whenever we put boundaries back on the time we spend on them, we're able to then pour in time to with our wives, with our family, with our friends. What what do you think? Do you think that there's something else besides like a boundary line or is there like this is more than just status or what, what's your kind of viewpoint and perspective on it? I think a big part about it is I think you're completely right. I think the time and the amount of, you know, the quality that we put into our lives on social media and our video games and stuff like that. I think it's a really unhealthy balance. And I, I think a big way to kind of nip that in the bud a little bit is to go out and do something physical. Because when you're sitting on your phone or you're on the computer or you're watching TV, you're just like, you know, people say that the, like older people say, oh, that'll rot your brain. It's, it's actually the opposite. You're, you're, you're feeding your brain to some extent, Mm -hmm. but what you're not doing is you're, you're not doing anything for your body. So if you go out and physically do something, literally, if it's go take a walk, like Alexis and I would, would get to the point to where we would just go take a walk in in the spring or in the summer because... Mm -hmm. We just got tired of, we both sit and look at screens all day. And if you go out like literally to the park and, and, you know, say hi to someone or you're, you go grocery shopping, you like do some physical things and leave your phone at home if you can. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge, it just, it's just an amazing thing to know that when you reach your hand in your pocket and your phone's not there and you know, it's almost like a stress relief. It's almost like, oh wow, I don't have to check my Instagram. Yeah. I don't have to see if someone messaged me. I don't have to see if, you know, I'm going to get work on this. It's just like a... It's just like I'm free for a minute, mm-hmm. and that's if if you if you're honestly like me and Drew, and you're feeling free when you don't have your phone, that might be an indicator that something's a little off. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Totally. And it, we talked about being on a cruise. Like for me, I, I didn't have my phone, and but still, like at the end of the week, I was really anxious. Like I don't know what I don't know what it was. It's like we got back into town, and it was like we had a structure of things that we did every day, but it was so busy. I didn't really get to spend a lot of time in the word and like, yeah. and, and being out of 
the word like we read read a few scripture or so like maybe once a night or or once every other night or something like that. Me and my wife back in our stateroom, but like not being connected to God's word for any amount of time added so much anxiety and added so much like stress coming off of a vacation, which is weird. Like yeah. that, you think it's like, oh, you just got on vacation, got off vacation, you must be feeling great. And um, our buddy Jared, he said it best. He was like, if you go on vacation and don't spend time in God's word, you're va- you're not vacating from anything. Like you're just putting your your issues and things of, of the world to the, to the side, and you're not really addressing them. And when we read God's word, we're able to really address the things that's going on in our life and battle the things that are going on in our life. And um, just hitting the pause on something isn't always helpful. So I would say, like, take time away from your phone um, to spend in God's Word. Kind of like a fast, like fast from being on social media, fast from being on your phone every minute. Um, he also, uh, Jared again, like a shout out to Jared. He, he said a while back he moved all of his social media apps to the back of his phone and put his Bible app where his social media app was, and cool. he said said instead of just like that impulse to hit Instagram, yeah, he 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 put it in the spot where he would hit his Bible and like he was open his Bible up and read like a scripture or two That's in cool. that twenty seconds, maybe with videos yeah. buffering or or like two minutes while I'm waiting for my game to start. Yeah, so just trying to think of ways to make this conversation relevant as far as how do we get Christ into those gaps of where social media is really just taking over. You know, a big one too is that. The majority of people, obviously they're on it all day long, but they, they binge it at night when they're in their bed before yeah. they go to sleep, and which is people are, people, um, studies have been shown that people are sleeping worse now than ever, and they're getting less sleep, and they're anxious and having trouble, and it's really so simple. It's the fact that you're putting a really bright LED screen two inches from your face. When you're trying to go to bed. Wow. Like, I can't go to sleep until two or three in the morning. Well, that's because you have a light peering into your eyes with information that your brain's reading every like 12 seconds. So that is the reason that we have so much trouble sleeping in America. But also the thing is too, is that your phone is the last thing that you touch at night and the first thing that you touch in the morning. Hmm. Almost everybody I know that's the case. If you could like, and that's something even I struggle with. If you could take, if you could make it a purpose to be like, I'm not, uh, when I go get into bed, I plug my phone up and that's done. And then when I get up in the morning, I'm in the Word. I'm praying. Mm. I'm spending some time with my wife. I'm making breakfast. You don't have to touch your phone right away. But what we do, the first thing that we do when we wake up, what do we do? We go to Instagram. Did they like my post that I just posted last night? Mm -hmm. Did they comment? Did I get any Facebook messages? Because I have to respond right now. Exactly. Or they're not going to like it. I get any new emails. It's just like, that's crazy. we got to get to the point to where... That is a added thing in our life because because with balance, like anything, it's it's a great thing. It really is. Yeah. It connects a lot of people. Um, some people, you know, like like me, I I've used social media for a lot of work. People refer me or, or whatever. But um, gotta have balance. And I, if it's getting in front of your relationship with God or or with your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or your friends or your parent, like it's just it's not worth it. Yeah. How would you say you kind of touched on it like briefly just then? But how would you say? social media can be used for good for like God's good like for glorifying him with how what would be a easy way to do that one of my buddies actually growing up did a great job of this and um he would even tell you that he had some trouble at the time just kind of always trying to check his phone mm-hmm. but I would I would just see him on Facebook and Instagram and he would literally scroll through and find the people that are saying I'm having the worst day or I can't believe this has happened to me or my mom's going through this and he would just message him and be like 
hey, I just want you to know I love you. God loves you. If there's anything I can wow. do to help, I'll physically let me know. I'll obviously be praying for you, but I want to like put my hand to it. He did a really good job with that. that. And that taught me how to use, you know, the the web space as an opportunity to be able to talk to people and um, really provide encouragement in a in a space where it's really not normal. Wow. It's almost popular to be sad or mm. emotional or hurting or you That's know. So weird because I've never even like I've never even stopped to think maybe I should just DM them. Yeah. Like I, I may like say praying for you in the comments, yeah, but never yeah. like. You have there's so much better ways to be personal with people. To me, that's the worst thing you do. Hey, I'm praying for you. Like, you're probably not going to. Yeah. You're probably going to write praying for you and then keep scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you you know message them or even give them a call and be like, hey man, I love you. What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. I think that's an incredible way. It's 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 literally free marketing. Yeah. Any way you look at it. So it's just about what you want to market. What's your product? Is your product Jesus? Yeah. That is, I think, is the the pop the positive way to be able to use social media. Um, and obviously, it's a personal thing too, guys. You don't have to get on social media every time and be militant and be like, okay, I got to tell this person about Jesus. You know, obviously, you, it's it's fun to check out and see what our friends are doing. But there's a lot of things too. Is just getting into like comparison and stuff like that. It's it's never good. Yeah. Social media is a highlight always. Yeah. It is always a highlight role. People don't post when they wake up and like, man, I look like crap. Mm-hmm. Or don't post like I just gained twelve pounds. I'll, I'll post a picture of my body. See what people think. That's not, that's not how it goes. It's always when I feel the best and look the best. And I'm doing the best, and I just got another great job, and now I'm off to my trip. And it's yeah. you know, it's it not is. it's not real life. So, that's but so, there's so much about social media. There needs to be like two podcasts about social media, or yeah. like another another one coming up about sure. podcasts. Anything it, you want to hit last? I mean, I think I think we covered what we what we were talking about but to be honest guys if you have um like questions or you have things that you would like us to talk about about social media we know that it's a very vast topic and uh, we're obviously not masters on it but we are mid-20s and kind of grew up with it to some extent so uh, let us know what you think about it if you think we're crazy about it please tell us if you think that we you know have some truth on it and you'd like to talk a little bit more just dm us and we will definitely message you back uh, we love to basically get any type of comments, any type of feedback from you guys. That really helps us to with what we talk about next and how we can hit things better and, and you know get rid of the bad stuff at the same time. But you guys already know what time it is. What time is it, Car? It's time for totally true stories. <laughs> totally true stories, guys. <laughs> we want to bring you stories that are totally true and that happen to us legitimately. Um, these are 100% true. Don't even worry about looking it up because we promise that it's true. Fingers uncrossed. <laughs> so Carson was telling me a story about how when he was younger, he his dream thing would be uh, being a candle maker, uh, candle maker. And so he, he went and looked for all the types of scents he wanted to have in his store, um, all the kind of aesthetics of, be- of making candles. Um, and how, how he ended up being one of the most prestigious candle makers of North America. That's, yeah, I, man, that's the older part of my life, and sometimes I don't like to bring it up because it's, you know, it's just not, it's not the, the best, but it's not the worst. Was it like a bad, was it a bad season? No, it was fine. Here's the thing. When I was growing up, I loved candles. I loved fire. I would make them in my shed um, down on Weatherby Lane. Diddy owned a little farm down there. And he said, boy, you can work down there, but uh, if you ever do anything wrong, I'm going to pull my pants down and beat your, <laughs> beat your bottom. So I said, yes, sir, I won't. So anyway, 
I was in the shed and I lit the shed on fire. I was only seven and I was already playing with candles, which is just not good. I lit it on fire and he said, you can't do this anymore. I told you. And uh, he spanked my broadham cherry red. <laughs> but anyways, so basically he wasn't funding me anymore to make candles. So what I had to do was to make them out of earwax. So... Like the na- all natural. All natural, yeah. So I literally would just save up my wax and uh, I would stick one of those like little little spikes in my head and hit it against the wall until it came out the other side. It sounds really violent. It's very violent. It wasn't bad. It didn't really hurt that bad. But uh, I would just gather up enough to make some wax. And then when I could, I was wax. I didn't have to make it because it was actually wax. But what I would do, I would gather up enough and I would just make a candle. Uh, and it was just, man, it was beautiful. Um, the whole room smelled like butt, though. If you've ever smelled earwax, <laughs> oh it's gosh. really not good. I can't imagine the Yeah, smell. it was terrible. But... But I guess the craziest thing was is that I learned to make it uh, completely from my own body. And that was just amazing. It's really gross. Uh, it is really, really disgusting. But I, I, I guess the what, I, what I'm actually known for is sculpting candles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason being is that I would pay all my friends um, a box of quarters to come over and they would give me their wax. And I would just build up is uh, what is that something funny? <laughs> what, how much? Is, what is a box of quarters? How much? Well, how a box, much money when is I that? grew up, a box of quarters was around five dollars and quarters. Okay. So it was it was a lot. It was a smaller box. Yeah, it was a small box. It was like a little one. Um, so basically, all my friends would come over and they would give me their wax, and we built sculptures. Uh, I built the first uh, Mona Lisa earwax candle that is still in the uh, Smithsonian today. Um, wow. I also built a portrait of Ronald Reagan. Um, but my dad was a Democrat, so he burned it down. <laughs> which is which, which is, is okay. well, it's fine because it's what I was supposed to do. So I said, "Go ahead, Diddy. I was going to do it anyway." So, um, but it was it was a crazy time. It was fun and it was dumb, and I was ready to run. So, either way, we did it, and it was great. And now the story is here to stay. So, God bless you guys. I hope you enjoy this time, and I hope you realize that life is short. Uh, sometimes things are bad and sometimes they're good, but you just gotta jump in and do what they do. What you do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>